All righty. Welcome to the Hood Talks podcast, y'all. This episode right here is one that is dear to my heart. The wisdom of the hood. Um, I definitely wanted to have this conversation and uh, highlight people that's in the hood, that's doing work, that are of the older generation, um, the ones that carry all of the wisdom. And I am dedicating this episode to my late grandfather, Johnny Dean. I miss you dearly. Um, his birthday was recently. And also shout out to his sister, uh, my aunt. She passed away recently. Another uh, Jim in the in this community in this world um yeah. and Dean, we miss you dearly um so y'all I am so ready to go ahead and get in and let these women introduce themselves one plug real quick about the shirts they are out there they are for sale if you want custom which would be anything that says oh there we go anything that says anything different at the bottom you can call, you can email to me, you can email me, thehoodtalks at gmail.com, or if you want just a basic design where the community voice comes first with the, the logo and just the basic design at the bottom, that's a, a campaign that's out there, you can get it off the page, um, and that's quick and easy, I'm gonna get that out the way, but let's get to this conversation. Uh, I do want to let Miss Shirley Emerson go ahead and introduce herself first, ladies, if you don't mind, she will have to step away. She is a busy lady. See, this is what I mean when I say they are her putting in work. They putting in work. That's just proof that they putting in the work. So go ahead, Miss okay. Lady. Please introduce All right. yourself to us and what you okay. got Okay. Well, good morning to everyone. Uh, thank you, Shavana, for extending the invitation for me to be here. I'm really excited about what you do. Um, I my name is Shirley Emerson, and I am a resident of the first ward in the city of Ferguson. And I've lived here since 2004. I'm from St. Louis, born and bred in St. Louis. I was raised and spent most of my childhood in uh, North St. Louis, actually in Walnut Park. And so um, I moved here in 2004. I, my, background is in urban affairs and social work. And most of my work is in communities working, um, doing social and economic development in communities. And um, I've spent most of my career, I've been blessed. I always tell people I've been blessed to be able to combine the best of both worlds. I also do some teaching. And, and so I'm able to teach students uh, what I do. And you know, I've been blessed to be able to work in that field. Um, when I first moved here in Ferguson, I was working in the city of St. Louis. Um, was doing a lot of work over in the third ward in the city of St. Louis. And that uh, was my passion. That was where I got my roots in many respects. And so I always knew that at some point I was going to get more involved in my community here. But all of you know, with community work, a lot of that work takes place in the evenings and on weekends, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, non-traditional hours. Yes. Um, and so that kept me from being, you know, when I was, when during those times when things were happening out here, I was having to do what I had to do in my job in the city. And so, but at, at some point, um, I always believe in nothing happens by accident. 
And so at some point I was uh, in a conversation with the now mayor, Ella Jones, and, you know, we just connected. It was during the time that she was running for re-election to her council seat. And, and that we got involved at that point. And that's what really got me involved in the community because I started working with her campaign. Mm -hmm. And I have continued to work with Mayor Ella. Uh, we worked through that campaign and then we were together through the mayoral campaign. And I am continuing to work with her. And, and since then I've gotten involved with other things. Uh, one of the things that I'm really uh, excited about and um, I'm happy to say that Shivana is, is working with me, but we were able to start a CDC, a Community Development Corporation recently. Whoa. And um, actually Savannah is one of the, the officers in the corporation, yeah. but it's but primarily we're going to be looking at housing in our community and dealing with that issue. But uh, this young lady, I met her, I met you at a community meeting and she's someone that immediately when you meet, she just jumps out at you just know she's going to do great things. And so, you know, we, uh, she stepped up to the plate when the offer was made about this community uh, development corporation. And so I'm really excited about that. And, you know, there are, there are you know, other things that I'm doing, uh, working with the mayor and working on some of her task force. Um, to bring the city forward. Um, we're a, mainly interested in trying to move the city forward, trying to develop more economic, do more economic development, uh, social and economic development, because you have to be careful when you talk about economic development, because what we don't want to do is develop it to the point that it forces the people that already live here out of here. Yeah. And that happens all too often, but we're trying to do it in a way that that won't happen. Benefits the people that live there. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. 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 Well, thank you, Miss Shirley. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Um, I thank you for being here. Um, and you are a gem. Also, I like again. I be so inspired by all of you all, and people that I do meet in the community. So, it, no thanks to me. Thank you to you guys. Um, you are inspiration and in all that you guys do. Um. And if whoever would like to go next and introduce themselves, please be my guest. Um, or you want me to call you out? Like I see you on my screen. However, I'm gonna call you out, Miss Audrey. <laughs> I see Miss Audrey. Then the we're president. gonna call the president Audrey. Yes. Well, okay, Ms. Audrey. Um, I know you wanted our age. So um, I have retired from nursing. I have been a nurse over 30, 32, 33 years. And that was kind of my second career. I guess that was my career because I had a job and then I had a career. Mm -hmm. And so uh, again, like Ms. Shirley said, I, you know, you're busy working and doing things, but I was always kind of community minded because I was raised Catholic and you always got involved in, uh, the church activities and some of it, 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 it would spill out into the community, you know, and I watched my mom do a number of different things. So as I grew up and matured, you know, I found a church and I had a, a daughter and I wanted to show example for her. And so I ended up uh, 
being involved in church by being the Girl Scout leader. Uh, I started a, a mentoring group. It was called uh, Sisters in Support, a group of women coming together to support each other. And on my first job, you know, I was like a shop steward. So I always felt the need to help each other. So when I went into nursing, I said, well, what is my gift really to society? I said, I have a gift of caring. And so I became a nurse, LPN, RN, uh, associate, and then got my bachelor's. And so um, it was very, very meaningful because my niche was um, home care nursing, going into the homes. Mm -hmm. And it was just amazing to see how people lived, especially from north to south. And when I went from south, I started over there, and then I come north and started seeing the deterioration of the um, city in, in uh, north of Delmar. I'm like, wow. When I grew up, I grew all up all over um, St. Louis from downtown at Vaughn to, uh, I guess um, they don't neighborhoods specifically, but to um, Academy Sherman, I was over there. I was over by, uh, I'm not sure the area on Natural Bridge and Union. And, but these were neighborhoods that were predominantly African-American homeowners that, you know, took pride, you know, people cleaned up, you know, and when my mom and dad divorced, unfortunately, you know, they couldn't keep the house, but we stayed in apartments and, you know, we were painting and she was outside sweeping. We kept up things. So when I started seeing the deterioration, it was very disheartening. So I had the opportunity to have a house built down the street from my church, it was uh, part of the Grand Rock development. And uh, I did, I built, had it built in 2001, again, working and, you know, we started with the block units and, you know, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, feel good about being homeowners. And that was exciting. And unfortunately, um, I had to kind of pull back a little bit working 12 hour shifts and things like that. So I retired in 2017 you know, going forward to uh, help take care of my mom. But it gave me the opportunity to say, okay, what can I do in the community as well? You know, so I, I say, I'm 68 years young. This is my mm -hmm. second act. I uh, was part of the leadership program that was uh, housed at the Deaconess. So I've, I've seen a lot of positive things happen. And uh, so I was just really excited to see what can I do to make the community better? And the best thing that happened to our community was to partner with the Deaconess Foundation. And right now, and I know we're gonna have questions later, so I'll kind of stop there, but there's a North Central plan. And what that is, is looking to develop the areas north of Delmore, Sunny. We're coming from Newstead up to Compton and from Delmore over to Martin Luther King. Okay. And we're, gonna, we're looking for a transformation. You know, and we're talking about incorporating everything, you know, for the youth, for the um, the seniors that are there now. And also, I'm hoping that maybe we can do a nice assisted living. You know, I'm thinking totally outside the box. Yes. Uh, you know, you say, if you see it, if, if you when verbalize it, you see it, it'll happen. You know, mm -hmm. so I have some really, really good people working with me. And so I'll stop there because there's other stuff to share and I don't want to. Crowd the show. 
<laughs> without kudos I mean because right that's just goes to show how much you're doing in the community um Miss Audrey mm-hmm. um and I appreciate you working with me also you didn't even mention the NLF grad recently um did NLA program I mean so much and we're working on our um quality for health uh team and moving uh school-based health centers forward I mean she working y'all we working <laughs> we just working so and yes then- I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, another is, great in it. Oh, go ahead, Miss. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I I know you mentioned about age, so I I am a proud member of the baby boomer generation, and I am proud of our generation yes. and, and all that we are doing. So it's beautiful. I tell you, I spy, it's inspiring for me. I swear. Um, it, it is. Um, and another graduate, NLF graduates, Miss Sunday. Please introduce yourself and all of the great things that you have going on in the community. And we're going to get to you, Miss Elise, after Miss Sunday. Okay. What a nice segue. Go ahead, Shavana. Okay. Yes, I am a recent 2020 NLF cohort graduate. And both Shavana and Miss Audrey were both in my class. I love them. And we had such a fantastic time sharing and bonding with one another. But um, my name is Sunday. Whiteside, and I reside in the Walnut Park East neighborhood, and I've lived here for over. <laughs> yes, I've lived here for over forty years, and you know how in St. Louis everybody wants to know what high school you attended. So I attended Cardinal Ritter College Prep when it was over here on Thecla. Yes, yes, and then uh, I graduated from there and went to what was formerly known as the University of Missouri Rolla, but now it's. Um, Missouri University of Science and Technology. So, yeah, that's the third time I've known that institution to change its name. When I was announcing to my family I was going to attend there, my grandmother said, no, that's called the School of the Minds, Missouri School of (laughs) the Minds. And I was like, really? And I didn't even understand it because I thought that was mines and <laughs> mines in the ground. Yeah. Anyway, so I graduated from there with a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering. So I worked in that field for a number of years. And then I shifted into IT and I started working in IT for uh, the community action movement. So I don't know if any of you remember the Human Development Corporation, mm-hmm. HDC. Mm-hmm. I spent, um, I think it was seven years there. And then when they collapsed, I started working for People's Community Action Corporation. So I spent a total of 11 years in the community action movement. And um, then now I've shifted from even there to getting more into development and real estate and other things. But I uh, have a daughter. She's 29. She is a doctor of pharmacy. I call her a legal drug dealer. You know, (laughs) yes, yes. And uh, she's engaged to be married. And I'm so proud of her for that. Yes, thank you. Shout out to her and her fiance. Uh Yes, yes. And I'm going to share a a video. That was a lot of work. So I know she's. She uh, went to Xavier University in uh, Louisiana. And I have family from in Baton Rouge, so that was a good uh, convenient place also for her to attend. But I serve as board president of the St. Louis Association of Community Organizations, better known as SLACO, and we're the umbrella organization for the uh, region's neighborhood association. So we have a lot of them for, in the city. We have one in Metro East, and we have one in um, St. Louis County trying to make it two. 
So we're trying to expand our footprint because the more people we unite, the more um, influence we have mm -hmm. on advocacy for certain issues that affect our community. I'm co-founder of the Walnut Park East Neighborhood Association, and I am co-founder of what is called the St. Louis Vacancy Collaborative. Okay. And I serve as the Vacancy Advisory Committee co-chair for that. And that is a movement to eradicate mm -hmm. vacant properties in our neighborhoods. You know, in Walnut mm -hmm. Park now, uh, Miss Shirley, I don't know if yes. you've come through in a while, but it looks I like have. I just got mm -hmm. bombed and just bombed totally. And it looks yes. war torn. A lot of North St. Louis does. And it's not... Yes. And, and it's not the residents, the existing residents' <laughs> fault. And that's one of the things. Mm -hmm. But we have to rise up and unite and do something about this problem. So we've done a lot of things. And I'll share more on what the collaborative has done. But if any of you want to join in and help, visit our website at www dot stlvacancy.com because we need more people to unite on this movement. Um, I'm also on a steer, I'm a steering committee member for a new initiative called Cure Violence. And that is one of the things, mm -hmm. gun violence is plaguing our city so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I serve on that committee as well. But I don't want to hog the whole conversation because I think more of what I do will come out more. Mm -hmm. And I speak really fast. So I apologize to you, but I was trying to keep it. She said we had 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. But I'm sorry, y'all. Because I know you guys have a track record. You guys are doing some amazing work. So please know, take all the time you need. Like you said, it will come out in the conversation because this is just a It'll conversation. So we we definitely hit more points on what you guys got going on because it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> it is a thank lot. you oh thank you thanks guys. for having me here and i just i'm glad to see the wonderful faces that i already knew and i'm glad to meet some new ones so mm -hmm. thank you yeah, it's definitely going to take all of us in this work uh community work i always say that it takes all hands in um so yes miss elise please grace us with your presence Good morning. I'm Elisa Bennett Hart, and I know Ms. Shivana from Flourish. We are looking to um, to eliminate racial disparities and in infant morbidity and mortality by 2033, our North Star. And I came to that work as a I was 50 something then. I'm 56 now. When we I don't know what I was when we really officially started. Um, as a mother and a grandmother, I have um, two grown children. My daughter's 34, married, and has twin granddaughters, my only grandchildren. And my son is 28 and newly married and serves in the um, armed forces. My greatest badge of honor, and I've done a few things in life, is that I have raised two productive African-American children. Yes. This, yeah, yeah. This and that's to be committed. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, yeah, that's my thing. Um, I moved back to St. Louis, so I am a native. I was born at Jewish Hospital, the J in BJC. Okay. Back in the day when, I don't know how my mama got in there. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> so, um, and the first place I ever remember living is in North St. Louis on Wabada and Kings Highway, right across from the hospital. I know that. Never <laughs> happened. We didn't get in no car. My mom just scooped me up and, you know, took me to <laughs> DePaul, I think it was. Yeah. Right. The school I remember was Bishop Healy and yes. the nurses yes. with the rulers. That was for real. That was Blessed Sacrament first. I went there. 
I know oh, what you're talking okay. about. Yes, bless okay. the sacrament. But I have lived all I, during um, from birth to 20 years old. I lived in Kirkwood. I lived in U City. I was first child in Kirkwood and the Timberland part of Kirkwood mm -hmm. to go to the to integrate that particular uh, elementary school. So wow. yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So and <laughs> lived in U City and I graduated high school, resided Kane. So. I am a, truly a St. Louis girl, mm -hmm. but I left the weekend I got married at 20, went to all over and spent the um, a great deal of time raising my children with my husband, now ex-husband in um, Atlanta. Oh. So oh. a huge, yeah, I spent 25 <laughs> years in Atlanta. So we only come back home when home <laughs> calls us back home. My okay. mother has Alzheimer's. And I came home to get her diagnosed and get everything set up. Yeah. So I'm the sandwich generation. That means yeah. we mm -hmm. still parenting yeah. our kids. Right, right. And now we parenting our parents. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I am. Um, I was a respiratory therapist for almost 20 years. I went back to school, got my bachelor's in English and started doing corporate communications for, at the time, the biggest real estate firm in Atlanta. Um, it was family owned and operated at that time. And I was the first black there too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, they, I helped them to become the merger with Berkshire Hathaway. And then uh, 2009 happened and the bottom fell out of everything. I lost everything. I lost my home. Okay. I lost my stability. What I did not lose is my perspective on moving forward, one foot in right, front of the other. Right, okay. And fell in love with nonprofit work. And start, I started in 2010 working in nonprofits and just wanted mm -hmm. to see the least of these get the most of those. <laughs> okay. So um, when I came home, I didn't really, you know, I had done nonprofit marketing and communications. And really, I knew they, I knew what I was doing, but nobody knew me. And St. Louis is definitely a place where you must be known. So yes. um, I became, I did an AmeriCorps VISTA for three years, went, went to Webster, got my, my master's degree in nonprofit leadership and just started getting in where I could fit in. So it wasn't about the money, it was about the service. I have now landed at, I hope my, my second pension and, and love of passion, Hawthorne Leadership School for Girls, we oh, are in oh. the hood, on Great. the highway. Okay. And one of my passions is to see young Black women um, and young being even some of the teachers there um, mm -hmm. embrace all that we can be and all that's potentially out there despite our obstacles and to be just that, um, that object lesson. You need to see yes. somebody have gone through some stuff. Yes. So I'm project coordinator there, but really kind of the right hand person to the head of school, Daphne Robinson, and just thrilled. To, if you got to be back home, be back home and be of use. The mm -hmm. North South yes. is real. Yes. <laughs> it is real. So, you know, yes. I'm just getting in where I can fit in. And I'm so glad to be in such great, incredible company. People, I just, you know, I'm still relearning my city. So mm -hmm, to you wonderful women. Let me follow in your footsteps. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. That was excellent. Somebody <laughs> seems to have shown up right on time. Okay. <laughs> you must have felt it, honey. Shit. It's your yes. turn to shine. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. I had a lot of difficulties on this other end and a lot of confusions with the Federation. So I, I do working. That's all I'm, I just said. Y'all some working women <laughs> in the community. So what we was just doing was introductions um, and just telling everyone about you and your work in the community, what you're doing. And, you know, if you mind your age, because we are trying to glamify how great <laughs> this, this whole situation is here with you lovely ladies and hopefully inside second, others. Second act. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> And, and I didn't give my age. I'm 52. I'm sorry. I have forgotten. Y'all have to nudge me and say, girl, you talk so much, but you forgot. To say <laughs> you know I mean, you you got you had some history because I'm over here thinking like, I don't know what they talking about. <laughs> I don't know. None of that. Okay. Well, no, you saw, I'm sure people like, yeah, I remember that. I know that. So now you fine. But thank you. And all y'all are Again, inspiring. Like, I need to go put in some work because look, look how beautiful you ladies are sitting here on my screen. It's you are well on your way, miss. Just yeah. living and moving That's right. Uh, well I love your. Very proud of you. Yeah. you know, and your confidence. In good hands. Right. Thank you. Ms. Savannah, um, I wanted to share one thing. Then I'll introduce myself. You, you all ladies know Ida, um, the, she passed away, Ida Woodford. Yes. Uh, so you yes. know what? Well, she was a member of the Urban League, and she was yes. a member. She was past president of the Urban League. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of things. So when I joined the Guild, and I uh, uh, went the Urban League, and I saw her, and she would be at all meetings. And I'm just sharing that with Miss Savannah, and the, the one, the one, she was much older than me, and I was much younger at the time. And I said, "How is this lady at all the meetings?" I said, "How she do everything." <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't stand how she did it. And then That's when I was doing a function and I looked at her resume, I said, she on all these organizations. How can you possibly do all mm-hmm. of that? And she inspired me. And so when I looked at that, I said, she can do all of it at that age. And be on time and be at all of them. Move all right. That I can fit things in my schedule that I didn't know I did. And what I realized is just the timing. As seasons, you can do certain things at certain seasons, but you can contribute to a lot in your community. It just depends yes. on your heart and your commitment. And there's a way to do it. If you ask God to allow you to do it, He will open the door along the way. And that was Amen. the one that inspired me. Like you're saying, we're older. She inspired me, and that I we didn't get there overnight. We got there from others paving the way of mm-hmm. the family. Yes. 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 Others that came before mm-hmm. us. Yes. Right. And highlighting it, you know, again, I think that's inspirational. You know, we right. don't see a lot of what people do in the background um, any in any aspect. And so this is what the platform was built for also, is to highlight these great things. Because um, I feel like I think about that as a mother with two young ones when people see me and like, mm-hmm. she got two kids. That's why I'm always like, mommy, my old kids, because I want <laughs> women to know that don't stop your shine. You can still right. push through yes. 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 with some babies right there with you. They might be hollering <laughs> in my videos, <laughs> but they are there and I'm doing this with them. Um, and, and you um, have seasons of things. Yes, you I, do. I, yeah, I absolutely believe firmly that we can do all things, just not all at the same time. Yes. Yeah, yes. I can do That's things right. when my children were small that might like I could go to school I could go to school I could read I could do my own business 
based on their schedule. Yep. And then when they got to be teenagers, it was like, you know, I was multitasking, sitting on the sidelines at the football game. Yeah. And then when they got to be grown, you know, you, my daughter needed to finish school. So I moved in to help her with her twins, yeah. her with her twins. Mm -hmm. So you can do it all. I told, you know, my rheumatologist was laughing at me. He said, when you going to law school? I said, I told you when I turned 60. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it. Yes, I know. Yes, definitely do it. Too. Yes. Go ahead, Ms. Christina. Please um, go ahead and introduce yourself. And then when she does that, lady, we will get into one question that I really want to get in before Ms. Shirley leaves. Um, okay. so go ahead, Ms. Christina. I won't take long. Uh, first, I would like to say I am 51 years old and I am proud. Uh, and I say that because uh, I know many people have not reached this age. And my mother passed when she was 24 from breast cancer. So oh. I didn't think I was going to go barely past 40 or 44 when she passed. She was 44 when she passed. I was 24. So I had a thing that I didn't think I was going to make it much further. I thought that would be the same destiny for me. Anyway, so I'm proud and we should all be proud of our age, but mm -hmm. my name is Christina Hazley and uh, I work for Hazelwood School District as the registrar there. I've been a secretary registrar for um, maybe this is my 13th year there. And uh, I volunteer, I started there when I moved back from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, back to St. Louis, my hometown of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I started working at um, Hazelwood. And it was a, a, a young lady there that came to me and said, uh, Christina, you need to come to a meeting at the Urban League, Urban League Guild. And I said, okay. I said, who's there at that meeting? She said, all women. I said, all women. I said, now, you know, when you get around a lot of all women, it could be funny, it could be different. But uh, I said, okay, I'll go. So when I went there, it was women that were so inspiring. They were uh, doctors. They were lawyers. They had their own businesses. They were writing books. And I said, oh, we're a different group of women. And so I was really just excited. So I've been with the Urban League Guild. I mean, the Urban League as a whole since 2008. That's how I got there. And so I started off as a, uh, uh, as a Guild member, which is the auxiliary of the Urban League, and then became president, just, just went there to help, help. After I got excited about all the people. See, I didn't realize that the Guild had members uh, that was like Ida Ford Club like uh, Myrtle Hill. I said, oh, all these people, they got their names on something and I see them doing this. <laughs> so I really was excited because I realized it came, had great women that had done great things and had husbands that were doing inspiring things in the community. So I learned a lot. Uh, I, I just have to say, being in a member of the Urban League and coming down the president of the Federation of Black Unions with deals with educating our blocks and uh, bringing harmony and bringing um, a sense of unity in our community on the black level. The Urban League has been very good to me simply because it opened my eyes to so much I didn't know about. I'm an African-American woman from St. Louis, but I did not know about my city. It just was, I didn't know a lot of understanding about my city wasn't taught. I went to private schools. So a lot of things weren't taught to us about things and I didn't have family that was in politics. So this organization inspired me a lot. And so my job in here is to educate many others regarding things that are going on in our city bring other people to awareness of what their uh, rights are, what their rights to get things, what, what you can get, what's available to you, and just make everyone more civic-minded. So I was going to keep it short. My goal is just to continue being a volunteer, being a long-life volunteer, uh, and, and then er and increase the knowledge of the next generation, what it means to be a civic volunteer, and what are your duties to give back to your community. Everybody has a duty as a as Americans to get back civilly to their community. So thank you.
Yes, yes. Thank you. Right on time, right on time. Yes. yes. So we're going to get this really started, kicked off real quick. I know you have to go, Miss Shirley, so I'm going to shoot this to you real and quick. And I apologize. No, you okay. I understand. Busy. It's busy. That's okay. <laughs> okay, so I would like to first say, think about in the past, in the community, in the past, how did it differ than it does now? And what do you feel is missing and what is needed? Or what are we lacking, if that makes sense? So like the, the, the community back, you know, when you were growing up versus what it is now today, what is different, what is missing and what is lacking? Okay. Um, and I think about, you know, what is, what is missing from the past, uh, the, the, the strong sense of community. As I grew up in the 60s and in the 70s, and, you know, for instance, you know, on a block, uh, you know, everyone knew everyone. Uh, I was raised in a, raised, you know, in a community where pretty much everyone in every, almost every household along that, you know, in the block, uh, someone was fortunate enough to have a, a job and they were able to get up and go to work every day. Um, I, I was raised, you know, pretty much in a community where it was uh, pretty much uh, some single family home, some single parent homes, but a lot of two parent homes. Um, and it, it was typical, you know, father went to work, mother, uh, some mothers work, but uh, families were strong. Um, we were poor, but you know, sometimes they, you hear that saying you were poor, but you don't know how poor you were because there was so much love there and, and so much togetherness. And, and um, you know, even though we were experiencing hard times, but um, truly I learned about a village being so important in raising a family because it was kind of community where, you know, if you did something wrong, it, if your mother didn't see you, but if Miss Jones down the street saw you, your mother knew about it before you got back home. And so all of those things are very, very important. And, and, and the, um, the importance of the church in the community and, and um, you know, the, the role that it played because in, our, in the time that I was coming of age, um, so many of our, our leaders and so forth came out of the church. Mm -hmm. and it just seemed to be um, a stronger bond there. But um, as, as I began to see, as, as, as I began to age and move, particularly into my teen years, we began to see some erosion in the mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. um, but it was brought on by outside forces in many respects. And so uh, a lot of the job, because I lived in an era where a lot of people worked in you know, there were several major employers in St. Louis. General Motors was one. And mm -hmm. I didn't live too far from General Motors. So mm -hmm. a whole lot of people in our community worked at the DM plant up on uh, Natural Bridge and Union. Mm -hmm. And then I remember in the 70s when that plant closed and the devastation that it had on the community. And I started seeing the erosion of people mm -hmm. losing their jobs and, and uh, families, you know, hitting really hard much harder times. And then um, it, it unfortunately began to see the, in, the greater influx of drugs 
hmm. penetrating into the community and, and all of the devastation from that. And coupled with the fact that I also, uh, you know, saw what was missing, what, you know, seemed to be investments in our community. As, because when you live in an area or you live in a house, you know, at some point you have to put money into the home to keep it up. Absolutely. And, and, mm -hmm. and it looked like, you know, all of a sudden there's a lot of deterioration, you know, a lot of properties deteriorating and all that. But I would hear people talk about how they would try to get loans and they couldn't. And, and then we started, started seeing people leave the community. And, and um, you know, what the people that followed you most of the time are people that were in much uh, dire financial straits than the people who moved out and, and began to see more uh, uh, requirements and more need in the community. Um, and that, that cohesiveness that it, we had once known it began to erode. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ultimately it, 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 I saw a transformation from a community where everyone, mostly everybody that wanted to work was working to a, a community where now most of the households don't work. You know, there's mm -hmm. no one in there that is able to work, you know, that has a, that is gainfully employed. And, mm -hmm. and really, and when I should say employed in a, in a job that will allow them to adequately take care of their children and mm -hmm. raise their families. Mm -hmm. A lot, it's not that people aren't working, you know, in, in our community, a lot of people are working, but I see mothers working two and three, three and jobs. four and five jobs Make ends and they still are right. not able to, mm -hmm. to really make ends meet. And, and, you know, children having to really raise themselves because the, the parents are at work and, mm -hmm. and they can't afford daycare. You know, I, I began to see all of those things come into mm -hmm. play. And, and uh, you know, it, 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 you see, you saw the devastation that it was taking on our community and yeah. um you know that's part of why i've ended up you know i've always been passionate about community work and fascinated but part of why i always you know said if i if god ever blessed me to get it education and get something i wanted to come back to the community to do whatever i could to to help us because the other side of it was that society made it think that we were pathological it was what's wrong with exactly. these people that they can't keep up their properties right. and all, but it wasn't us. Mm. It was those outside forces, which right. unfortunately have, have been with us for a long time and they're still with us. But, yes. you know, me understanding what the problem was now, you know, it, it goes a long way to trying to come right. up with a way to address it. Yes, 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 mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Shirley, you know, I, I hear you because I go back and I look at that. I was looking at the very first house that my mom and dad had. It was a predominantly mm -hmm. all right neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, it was on Romaine Place, North City. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't remember it as well because we were so young. And after they divorced, you know, they sold the house and we, uh, lived in um, all the areas that have really deteriorated. It has been amazing. And I do fought 
you know, and I, I know I'm a, this might be live, the Catholic Church, I'm very disappointed how they just moved out of the community and a lot of their buildings are just, they're just decaying. I went mm -hmm. to uh, every school that I went to that is no, no longer any schools. I grew mm -hmm. up in St. Nicholas. That was one of my best experience in the community. And we lived in O'Fallon place. That was the tall high rise. And there were families, you know, there, mm -hmm. you know, trying to get, get back started. And then there was Car Square and, and we had community. We would go to do things at, at the, the church and, and we looked out after each other or we were taught that because I was young. Mm -hmm. Then we mm -hmm. moved to uh, Blessed Sacrament. That's right over there by Ashland and uh, we're on Ashland between Kings Highway and Union. Really nice homes. And again, a sense of community of African-Americans. You know, we lived above uh, one of the stores but under there, there was a beauty shop and there was a, a, a little confectionery and we yeah. had a nice apartment up there. And that area was all nice. And again, it was by uh, the Chevrolet plant. And uh, then we moved over to St. Mark's. That's mm -hmm. the Academy Sherman. And again, there was a sense of community. But when they had that white flight and everybody moved out, mm -hmm. you know, things started deteriorating. And again, like you said, I think it, it was systematic where you couldn't get the loans to fix up, you know, and mm -hmm. some of the houses were very large and they just couldn't be maintained, you know. Um, and when you talk about the jobs, you could get a little job. I had a little part-time job, which helped my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked at um, out in Northwest Plaza. I think it was um, uh, Sears. And then I was able to go downtown at FW Work. So you had all these little community mm -hmm. stores where you could help the family and they were decent. You know, my mom worked for National Food Store. You know, she raised uh, her children on that. And so all of that is, is gone out of the community. I remember when we were on Palm right at Natural Bridge, there was oh, a war, yes. you know, you had a, and you had a community yeah. theater. I remember the comic theater. You know, we had things. My mom grew up in the Ville. The Ville was self-contained, you know, mm -hmm. and I hear the horror stories that they, just moved out and, and, but when I would see patients, even uh, back 25 years ago, they were slightly declining, but people were really struggling to try to keep their neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. and so, and oh, you mentioned a place. What? Yeah. You mentioned a place that just, okay, so my mother, my, my great aunt was Geneva Rome, who was an older person at Palm in Natural Bridge back okay. in the 60s and 70s and she had there was a senior center on on um uh grand right there mm -hmm. uh, that she ran at that corner and i used to i used to come over there from the herbert hoover boys club mm -hmm. in the summer mm -hmm. and yeah. and mm -hmm. down on palm and run around the bosley brothers <laughs> i had a horrible crush on which one yeah so it was it was a beautiful neighborhood I go yes exactly and uh, king's highway and and martin luther king um what is that sherman sherman park you know i mean you went swimming you know and you had community over there you know and they just started letting everything just deteriorate and i, and I just like that's why i i'm passionate about you know, we can't allow this to continue. We can't. Wow. Wow. And, and you see, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, 
us doing it. But as I said, right. it was the forces the and the forces. powers to be that made executive right. decisions, so to speak, right. not to put money into our communities. But it, there were times when uh, redlining was so bad. It, it was much easier to get along because the thing was people were like people being driven out of the community slowly. And there are opportunities in times when it was easier to get loans to purchase homes in North County than it was to fix up property in the city. Or there were times when it was able to get, you could get a loan to buy a car, but you couldn't get a loan to fix up your home. Mm. But that was by design. They were steering us. Force us out of the city, which now, you know, is being reclaimed again for white middle and upper income. So, mm -hmm. so all of those forces were at play to mm -hmm. help erode the community that we once knew. Right. Well, and, and I know. I noticed, oh, go ahead, Alicia. No, go ahead, Sunday. You haven't spoken in a while. Okay, I just think that some of the major differences that I have seen is the hardcore drugs now are different. It used to be alcoholism. That's what you right. saw. Your yeah. uncle drank yeah. too much and he passed out. Now it's crack. It's heroin. It's right. some of these drugs that are completely addictive to and cause people to do some heinous things to one mm -hmm. another. The other difference I've seen is our family units used to have men in them. But now men have been systematically picked off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Strategically were picked off to right. not grow into their full manhood to take him and control right. of their families. Yeah. And then the other thing is I'm, I'm Catholic as well. And I, I'm disappointed also in the lack of presence of the Catholic church, especially the Catholic schools. But I'm also disappointed in there's really not no church either. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was going to church at exactly. least one Sunday right. a month yeah. because their grandmother, somebody, yeah. some adult in their family, and you knew every child had at least one good outfit because yeah. they got something for Easter. Yeah. You know, you can't Christmas. count on children to have a dress. Mm -hmm. A real nice dress shoes or a tie, little tie and a little jacket or something, little boys, because we're not taking our kids to school. And one of the things I saw that we stopped doing is we stopped caring. And when we stopped caring, mm -hmm. one another, we stopped communicating with one mm -hmm. another and yeah. we lost our unity because they're the words community. You're communicating mm -hmm. unity. We mm -hmm. have exacerbated unity because we stopped talking to one another and then caring for one another and absolutely I, yeah and i told you i represent some of the neighborhoods uh the umbrella force so we host a regional neighborhoods conference and we had amy hunter this young dynamic female who does these lucky zip codes and she came and spoke and she stood up and she said you know what miss sunday i'm just going to be truthful with you all i don't even know what a neighborhood is Oh, All wow. this stuff of what you're mm -hmm. saying of what a neighborhood looks like. I grew up in the city. We didn't mm -hmm. have a neighborhood mm -hmm. or right. a block unit. And I right. think we need to put block units back into action. We need to put neighbor back into right. the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, need, need, into the hood we need now. And That's we need schools because we, when they took the schools, we need schools out, but our baseline uh, care for one another. Yeah. does not exist and i okay, think Sunday, I, look. the racist kool-aid that made us think we're not about nothing we lost that fervor where the civil rights movement left 
and was getting ready to, Dr. King was about to shift it into the economic movement. We, exactly. got, we got fearful and dwindled away from it, but we should have kept up that fear, fervor. Right, that's that right. Lost all of that. And that's now right. we're 50 years later and right. still have the same situations. It's that's not right. Jim Crow in, in the way they lynch and stuff, but they put you in a prison system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and I'm so, sorry. I like They've redesigned it, but yeah. the I'm going to have to but the only thing I can Thank say is the Shirley. bottom line is that we still are dealing with institutionalized racism. Exactly. Yes. But they've just Very uh, much so. it, it they have uh, we let our guard down. They were giving and, us yeah. jobs. They were giving us a, a, a space, a house. They were giving and us they, things. We thought everybody was cool yeah. and we bought the Kool-Aid and drank it. Yeah, yeah. The illusion okay, inclusion. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Shirley. We appreciate you. Shirley. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. That will for be all that you're doing. You're yes. beautiful. Just keep doing what you're doing because we have strength together. Yes. No, yes. 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 All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So you. Much. Sure. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, um, I forgot about I, I, I think you get. Say it. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Miss Elise. Go ahead. No, this is y'all. Okay. <laughs> I um. So I heard what Miss Audrey said, and I heard what Miss Shirley said, and we get in this dichotomy of what they did to us, and what we didn't do for ourselves, and it's a both and. It's not an either or. Right. Um. Right. There is both what they did, but the same thing that helped us get a foothold in the north after the great. Uh, migration northward from the south is the same thing we got to do now. Together, we've gotten in this mindset that you eighteen, you grown, and go get your own. Hmm. Nobody else does that. No, but us. No. Yes, we, we be ready to just throw them out. One Ooh. of y'all got an apartment or a piece of something, <laughs> and then the next one would come. Yeah. They would work and help you out a little bit right. and put a little to their side, mm -hmm. and then the next one would come. And that is exactly how the Asians and the Latinos do it. Exactly. And we're going to have to go back to that because it doesn't matter what they do. It mm. matters what we accept right. and what we decide to adapt and overcome anyway. Right. That's what we're going to have to get back to. Right. You know, oh, girl, I can't live with them. They get on my nerves. Ugh, I need to get my own, you know, and then you don't have nobody to watch your children or else you hook up with the wrong man because you don't have nobody to watch your children. So, you know, we are going to have to not vilify ourselves, mm. not condemn ourselves, mm. but hold ourselves accountable. Yes. And show people, this is what we used to do that worked. Yes. You know, my ex-husband's family came from Mississippi, big old family. They came, they got them four family or two family flats or whatever. They put their money together. They they paid for them down payments. They made them little payments they can make. And they brought the cousin, the auntie. Haitians know how to do this. Afro-Caribbean people know how to do this. Yeah. We are, this one thing this pandemic did do, made you move in with somebody and figure it out. That's <laughs> man. Or yeah. see them every day when you live there, just really see them, you know. And, right. So. They move in with some folks because yeah. if you getting evicted you got to go somewhere mm -hmm. and unless you're just trifling you're gonna find a way to be with mama grandmama aunt, uncle cousin boo boo move to across the state whatever you got to do to survive we need to understand that those things are resilience builders yeah. they show us something about how to economically progress when somebody does not want you to mm. 
Those are lessons to be learned. Yeah. You no, know, and right. trying to get people involved. I mean, I really, you know, they be, oh, we really like what you're doing. But I, you know, hey, I, I, I'm ready for the next generation to step up. I'm not well, going nowhere yet. Come on, Savannah, show her. Raise yeah. your hand, baby. Yeah, you know, but, but, but she ain't <laughs> she in Ferguson. I, I'm here down, down in Center City, you know, and, and we're moving. But, you know, like I said, you know, we got to realize that we got to step up and, and work, like you say, work together. And that's that's what I'm trying to see how we can bring in the young folks to really, really take uh, ownership and, and, and have vision. Uh, I, I stay in the city. Next to the city. What'd you say? I, I wanted to share one thing because I know we always, uh, I agree with everyone um, this afternoon, I mean, this morning. And, uh, and, and uh, I agree with Ms. Sin, uh, Sunning uh, with uh, the caring. We have to bring back the, the love and the caring back into our homes and back right. into the community. That goes to me, right. what I see, it goes much further than your family. Yes. You have to care yeah. about the next door neighbor, the person that is down the street or not on your street or not in your community. It has to go further than your mama, daddy, the, the, your immediate family. That's where caring and love mm -hmm. goes when it goes outside of your own uh, compassion, outside your own. But another thing, when you, I just uh, was thinking when you were trying to share about uh, the, um, how do you get the next generation involved? Bring them with you, like uh, Miss Zvanna said. Have your daughter sit next to you during these talks and listen. Have your daughter go with you to a different function, a different civic thing, yeah. something like that. We have to bring the young people with us and include yeah. them and share it with them. Even if they don't like something, share it. Share yeah. it. Tell them what's yeah. going on, what's yeah. happening. They will get involved. Right. They're excited right now, like with yeah. the block units. I have to pull. I need some help. Can you help me with this small detail? They won't. They don't want to take on huge responsibilities, yeah. right. but give them small details. And what I'm looking at, we have to go to the next generation. We have to go to those those babies. My idea when, when you're talking about bringing the, the block units back is uh, talking to them. And sharing them, them that we don't we don't we're in our community we don't do this make them excited about ownership about their block mm -hmm. about what's going on and once you get those kids excited and them teenagers excited they'll take it back into the house and right. then mama uh, say like, we don't put no trash on our block and this mm -hmm. is where no uh -huh, I'm picking it up so we have to start back where it dropped mm -hmm. off mm -hmm. and just go back and pull them in and. It, right. and, and one thing, when we talked about the churches, I, I know the churches fell on us a lot because a lot of them own buildings in the churches come that one Sunday, but drive back out there in O'Fallon and live. But we have to make those churches accountable. If they're still in our community, they must support that community. Right. And, and that's my goal is going back to them and making them, you should not own no property in here and yeah. you don't have this church open no days of the week, only on Sunday. And it's only for you to come back, have it, and then go back home. No, mm -hmm. you need to have some event. You need to have some yeah. opening up after school. But we have to make the things that are left in our community accountable. Okay. And the people that serve in our community accountable. Mm -hmm. All the people that's in there taking from us, they need to start giving back. But like Miss Alicia said, we gotta we gotta do it. Yes. We gotta stand up and take back and, and change the things because we can blame those forces, but we allowed those forces to do those. That's true. You know, we didn't have to take the bottle. We didn't have to do a lot of things, but they broke things did break up our families. And I agree with everything with Miss Shirley. I mean, that was so powerful testimony, what she stated and was exact facts. But we know what the issues are now. 
we need to now not let those issues come become again. You better talk. But I think this is just beautiful. You huh? Yes. You know yes. what? I, yes. I wholeheartedly I agree with you, uh, Christina. And one of the things I charge every neighborhood association with is creating a youth component. Yeah. And I think that can help them. They're like, okay, what youth do we have in our neighborhood? And I think the block yeah. units probably could do the same. What youth do we have? And we need to make yeah. sure they yeah. are a part of this. Bring them back in. Bring them back in. And there's this saying I got to uh, share with you. I see it on Vervis Jones's Twitter, but it goes, uh, it's an African proverb that says, the child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Mm -hmm. So we have neglected our children and not embraced them for decades, different generations, and now they are burning down to feel something, to feel a part of something, the warmth of something. So we have to make that conscious efforts to understand, engage, include, and mentor our young people. So I'm on your page. Well, and that's that's how how we... engage with young people because I think that's one of the big things we're trying to get here right. today. Right. We can't, I came up in a generation where you say yes ma'am and yes sir because that's what you did. That's where you raised very little. You couldn't say otherwise. You had to put a handle right. on it. It was Mr. or Ms. what have you. Mm-hmm. These kids are different and I don't have a value judgment about that. But let me tell you what I can do and I'm expert at this. Modeling behavior. That's All right. girls from six grade to 12th grade at yes. Hawthorne Leadership School yes. for Girls. Yes, yes. Them when they ask me something, I respond to them with respect. So That's right. know what it looks like because right. you, you owe res- respect to somebody for being on the earth. That's right. Being a human being right. is right. enough. It yes. ain't got nothing to do with age. It ain't got nothing to nothing. do with what you made. It ain't got nothing to do with where you went to school, with the degree or diploma you That's received. Right. That's right. You deserve respect. Right. Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? Yes, yes. sir. What can I do yes. for you? Yes. So I no longer, because I have more bridge that I can can travel for them to get to them. They only have this much bridge. They don't yeah. know nothing yet. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. We have to teach. We forgot and, that. And they yeah. have a different bridge that they yeah. are crossing that we, yeah, yeah that it's different. But yeah. we have to engage them and understand them. And like you said, respect is the key as well. But it's that caring and love that we've been missing in dealing with our youth. We've almost not loved them, but more feared them. Yes, we feel ourselves. Some of us fear each other. And that's why we aren't where we need to be. They have programmed us to hate each other. Do you hear me? Like you say, I don't want to stay with them. Oh, they get on my nerves. They talk too much. They got in our own family. So if we can't love within the family, how do we love outside? Right. Right. You have to learn to agree to disagree and still, you know, not polarize ourselves, you know. One of the things that you're saying, you know, uh, Christina, and and at least I am in, in our footprint for the neighborhood, you know, we really have maybe seven blocks that have homes, you know, uh, because a lot of people have moved out. So we're trying to bring right. development here. We are going to do that. But I have about six churches in my footprint, six churches that are commuter. Right. That's right. You know, right in there, you know, so my church, St. Alphonsus Rock Church, I'm really trying to bring them in to our North Central plan. I have a Stroy's Memorial and the pastor came 
to one of our community meetings just to say, I can't be in your neighborhood, in this neighborhood without being a part of this. That's right. We have another church right next door and I had the pastor. So we have three churches that are very engaged. That's but cool. what's what I'm, I'm really working hard to get the three other churches that were part of the North Central plan. And the North Central plan is to revitalize the neighborhood in the 18th Ward and 19th Ward, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's been a struggle to get people to just br bring their voice. You know, we've been having all kinds of, you know, uh, uh, to bring their voice in to say, what do you want? I have been interviewed by several students and one is the uh, Arts Academy, you know, and they're talking about the neighborhood and, and you know, what do you, what, what is of value to you? And, and I'm explaining what we're doing, but I'm saying, what would get you to tell your family, I want to live over there rather than have to take the bus or get a ride to school, you know? So this is, this is. Can I what? say something to that, Miss uh, Audrey? Um, from my point of view, I guess within with the youth, I think a lot of times, from my own perspective, from me growing up, I did see my grandfather do a lot. Like he had a garden in his backyard, mm -hmm. and he had, you know, he went to the meetings, and you know, he was very involved in community and in church. Uh, he was one of them Sunday mornings. You at grandma's granddad house, you better get up and go to church, right. um, Sunday school and all. But what I, he didn't really speak. He didn't say much. We didn't have conversations about things that happened, you know, before I was existence. We didn't have conversations about how he migrated here from Mississippi, what 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 things they went through with purchasing their home in that that neighborhood and that community. We didn't talk about any of those things. And my grandparents were very. My grandma was uh, the 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 mother of the, the the neighborhood. She she kept all the children, but we just didn't have these conversations. And I think that's the key to it you know what I mean yeah. I, I saw him do things but I, I like she said if he would have grabbed my hand and said hey right. Shana, come here and get in this garden with me I will now probably know how to do a garden <laughs> I want to do it you know what I mean that's but right. he, he didn't say hey baby girl come go to this meeting with me um or you know well, let's sit down I and talk about it that happened for me Huh? Yeah, it happened for me too. That's how I got involved. And that's why I think, and so that's what I mean right. when I say, I think what happened between the generation of yeah. you guys' generation to now, we have we, not really, we see it, but we haven't been really taught it. You haven't been brought in. Yes. I mean, you haven't so been so embraced. Funny. I saw my yes. grandbaby. I do a garden and I live in an apartment. So I have a container garden and you can do, but when they were 18 months old on their balcony, I planted for them. So they had little baby watermelons and all of that. Right. Because my grandmother, who came from Arkansas to St. Louis, had a four-family flat on McCree. That entire, from the back, from her back door to the alley, on both sides, was none but a garden. Mm -hmm. So those are my favorite memories, picking them collard greens and learning how to strip them right. and just taking time to do that. Right. So right. my 10-year-old twin grandbabies last weekend, they were like, we hungry, grandma, we hungry. I so I sat here while her while my daughter did my hair mm -hmm. and I talked them through how to make um, a pasta meal. And my daughter kept trying to go in there. I said, mm -mm. let them do it. And see, look at that. that, that yeah. Let's get between them. You keep doing this hair and I'm gonna talk them through. And they were so proud of that meal. That's right. But that's right. Yeah, that's you know, realize that grandma now might be 37. Yes. Years old. Hmm. 
Grandma oh, working. Not even 37, but still working. Some of them are still working. Still my mom working. Work. My mama, yes. she works. And still so she working. don't have the opportunity. She don't have the time. Yeah, she don't have the time. You know what I mean? So, right. Some of them are still working. Uh, and now, see, my mom was working too. You know, but she but said, you know, okay, we're going to have this, this, this for dinner. You start, you know, you start, you peel those potatoes, you know, you start the mashed potatoes, you know, you put the greens on, you know, I mean, we had to do yeah. that. You know, we have to. We have to be strategic about pouring right. into right. our young people. Right. And it doesn't have to be our own children. That's what right. we've got to really accept. Right. Right. Other children. You right. know, in Slaco, right. we started this Emerging Leaders Program right. for uh, kids between the ages of 16 to 24. And we employed them to go to neighborhood association meetings, help neighborhoods right. canvas. And that's how I okay. met Audrey. Yeah. And when the young people come up with an idea, we have to back them. So that's let me right. tell you what happened. Right. In November, the president of our emerging leaders group came to me and said, you know, Miss Sunday, you, we're getting ready to have a new mayor and some of the kids are talking and we want to hold a debate. And I said, you do? And he said, yeah. And let me tell you, and I said, well, you all come up with some questions and I'll try to get some money, some funding together. And so we got like $2,500 from donations. And then we got the young girl. Samantha Jones, who's a young anchor woman on KMV Channel 4, to be the moderator. And they came up with these beautiful questions. They were targeted questions about issues ranging from uh, the schools, public schools, uh, crime, violence, everything, uh, the drone uh, that was being voted on. But what they did that was different from any of the other debates, and a lot of people have commended us on this, is that their very last question to all of the candidates was, name something kind about your opponents in this race. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Right, right. For that, and mm. we we held that on January thirteenth. That the we were the first debate of the mayoral candidates, so all four were in it. That's and, great. And, oh, you saw it? Oh, yes. Oh, thank I you. didn't. I didn't. Oh, this guy needs to send you. It's on uh, YouTube and our on our Facebook page. But they um subsequently went on to have other debates where we heard there was controversy. There was da da da. So even a lot of elected officials reached out to us and said, you know what? Your young people did a great job in coming up with those questions. These babies came up with that. So when they have a good idea, right. we can't just blow it off and go, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Cause we tired. Cause I was tired. <laughs> I was tired. You know, Sonny, when I, when my granddaughter, my granddaughter lives in Chicago, when she came and I told her, I said, come on, this would be a good experience for you. And she, and she just enjoyed going on my our neighborhood uh, with your emerging group. You know, and she, since fourth grade, she's in Chicago, but she's in uh, eighth grade now. She has been part of what they call the problem solvers. These kids go in early That's right. to uh, come up with trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is in Illinois schools. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's so impressive for her, you know, she gets kind of shy when I try to ask her about it, but they have placed, each year she's been there, five years now, mm -hmm. she, this last year they, they had to do a virtual, so they haven't done it yet. But they have placed in state, they have had the opportunity up until COVID last year to go to Bloomington, Illinois and present their problem and they have placed each year. And I said, you have to give yourself credit. 
Right. You know, and she wants to do it in high school. But there is kids out here definitely doing things. Like you said, it's some, and like you said, backing up. Yeah, highlighting and backing it up. We focus on the negative. We focus on on the Jack boys and the drug boys. And we never focus on these children who are on their level taking control of their sphere of influence, their neighborhood, their block, their house. Doing stuff on behalf of their, where they stand. That's why I, I tried to put something on the awakening. Page. These young people said, we ain't taking it no more. <laughs> yes. And it's a lot, it's a lot of young people out here doing the work. What I do think it's not guided sometimes, and that's an issue. Yeah, Again, because right. that's what we talk about mentorship and mentors and having people in place that can, you know, be like, okay, that's, that's a good idea. Let's cause let's mold it, you know, so it can fit or whatever. But yeah, it's it's some people I definitely think that are out here wanting to. But I just don't know where to start, and that's kind of how it was for me. Like when that, yeah, saying. when that Mike Brown mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, oh, look where you are now. I'm ready to right. do something. Like, what I'm gonna do? Ooh, I didn't know what to do. But right, again, right. my babies came. You know, one that- thing is that we need to share. Yes. Everybody has gifts and talents. Yes. Tell your children, and we need to share that from a young age. You have gifts and talents from every age, from when you're born to when you're ten. You do this and you got to gift in what you do it. It'll change from the next 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40. But we need to highlight what are your gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like you say, don't just throw them to the side, bring mm-hmm. them out so the child can do them. And then we need to look and see what does our child can do or what the neighbor child can do. Right. But we right. don't highlight our everybody's children that we come in contact with, anybody's children. If we see that, and I love what Miss Alicia said about that being a role model. And at the Hazelwood School at the school I met, I make sure that that's why I make sure I call the kids by their last name. How you doing? There was Miss How you doing, Miss Hazley? They say, I'm not Miss Hazley. I'm uh I'm Christina. No, you Miss Hazley to me because you're gonna say me, call me Miss Hazel. And if you keep doing it, they do it. Absolutely. People change by behavior, and it doesn't matter what. And so they say, "No, you can't just call me Christina. I'm Miss. You can't call me girl." And I they no, no, I won't respond to girl. I won't respond to no because we're in a work setting. You're in a school setting, and that's how you act. But I always say with them, I say high school is the last stop. I can't say I can't be uh, be in this school, and, and this is the last mm-hmm. stop where you go to the world and you go out and tell people, I graduated from Hazel West, and you talking that kind of way, acting anyway, it come back to us. We saw you talking that way. I am responsible to correct you, even, and many of them will tell me, all that. you ain't got to do all this. That's fine, but you're going to appreciate it later. You don't have to appreciate it right now, but my job is to tell you, like you said, we can't be scared to tell our children they wrong. Yes. They don't appreciate right. it. Like a lot of things my grandma told me that that ain't right, Christina. I didn't appreciate it then and I didn't agree with her, but I agree with her now. Just that's it. how she showed you she cared Just about you. And we stopped doing that. Right. So the kids, they realized we don't care nothing about yeah. them running around acting a fool. We're afraid. What they mama gonna say? What they mama gonna do if I step? And you know what? If I'm scared to talk to the mama. Right. I was just if about I do to say. In love and with integrity, and I got my receipts. Bring your mom. Right. 
Right. Well. She might need, need to talk too, though. And that's right. that's again, like honestly, y'all, some of these kids at home. No, I'm being real. This is the hood talk. Okay, they going home yeah. to parents who don't know that's nothing, right. who has that same intent that they're bringing that. to you, and they're yeah. like, they don't know nothing yeah. different, so they think this is normal. Let, like, you let me say this, and, and I, I, I remember that. I believe you need to take a, a person, anybody, where they where they come to you. But that's right. So we have we have uniforms at our school, right? And now we're on virtual. We didn't have a problem with how you looked or how you dressed when you came to school, but now you're on virtual. So you want to show up on camera with the bonnet on. Mm-mm. No, you can't. not a job. <laughs> not one that's gonna let you have this bonnet. There's not a nurse, That's a right. doctor, a lawyer, a That's teacher, right. a bus driver. That's gonna let you wear this bonnet. You can't even That's wear right. that bonnet right. at Family Dollar. Okay. So why right. do we have to have this conversation about this bonnet? But I need you to see appropriateness for where you're going, not for where you're at. That's yes, right. you're in your bedroom yes. right. taking this class. Yes. But you're taking this class because yes. your path is this. Yes. So dress for That's where right. you're going. Right. Yes. You know, and sometimes right. we do have to end up and and the parents will say stand. to us, well, why is that important? Because all these things that these children may dream to be, Behavior. none of them look like that. So you got to dress the part, period. And it was and something that, that, that you said. Thing. It ain't a none of that. It ain't a rich poor thing. Right. It's a there's a uniform for the position that you're looking to be in life. And it and don't it, have a bonnet on it. <laughs> that's true. And it was that's my that's my own personal little thing. <laughs> that, no, you <laughs> don't have it, honey. But you said something really good that I think all of us NLF graduates can attest to when you were talking about like these negative things that they do. We just look at it because we want to help improve them. But you said, don't focus. We focus too much on the negative. Focus on the positive. Focus on the strengths. And you all remember that session we yes. had, the strength, the Clifton strengths. Uh, right. That's right. Yeah. And all that, where they trained us what how we are as humans. Our psyche is, if I bring home an, a, a report card and I got uh, four Ds and a B, Instead of looking at that B and seeing what my strength is, the parent is just going to harp on that D that you got and, and then just and strengthen that and, and in that area. And then you never build on what your true born skill set was. So I just wanted to say we should focus on people's strengths and positive skills. Absolutely. So that they have the confidence to work on the things that they're weak at. Yes. yes that's Mr. confidence. Mr. Lisha, you have to know you got something. So you, you got something you're good at. Yes. Yes. You know what? You what was I, when I was young and struggling with different things, all of a sudden I wanted to learn how to crochet. You know? <laughs> and when I started making the, I sold, you know, when I started making things, I, I went all out. I would have about a thousand Christmas trees out there and I went to all colors and I would look at outside. And all of a sudden, you know, oh gosh, look at look at how the seasons are changing, you know. And or I made an afghan, and you know, so that Mike that made me feel creative, right? You know. And then I started saying, okay, my creative mind is working, you know, because I was left-handed, so left-handed people were always taught, you know, oh something's wrong with you, you're left-handed, you know. But hey, we in our right mind, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So these are different little things I started picking up. 
you know, just like each one of my grandchildren, I taught my daughter how to cook and each one of my granddaughters, you know, at one point they would spend the summer with me and we, this one <laughs> wanted to come in and she wanted to make a meatloaf. You know, I said, well, okay, well, let's, we got the little, and she just was so proud of herself with this meatloaf, you know, right. and it, it's just a little small thing. Of course, you had to do the cookies and everything else, you know, but just- And of that, course, that, I have the band, we have as grandparents, the bandwidth to do that. That's right. Because mama is worn out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and what's good about being a grandma is, you know, you not can, even just the mama, the daddy's on too now. Everybody's worn out. Well, that's right. Everybody is. We all overwork. But but, yes. but I like that, that you also can get that you get that back because your daughter be saying, "Wow, mama, I appreciate you." I said, mm -hmm. "It takes a daughter to be a mother or a son to be a father to really appreciate." Absolutely, you know, their parents. it does. It, it My really daughter does. came to me in tears and said, "Why you didn't just get on the plane and leave?" <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. My daughter said that same thing. I cried many a night. And yeah. my knees were discolored because <laughs> I begged God to keep me in place so That's that right. you could become what you needed to be. Yes. It takes yeah. work. Yeah. It, it, because it ain't about me. After but you, you can't give up. You can't give up. It ain't about you anymore. It is right. not about you. Every move you make, every thought you think, everything, you be like, it ain't about me no more. It's about right. your children. Yeah. Um, man, man. And I know you was going to say something, Christina. I'm sorry. We cut you off. Um, I think I was going to home in on Miss Alicia when she spoke about, um, I have a problem with the bonnet, but I have a, I think that goes back to what we had, I think, when Miss Shirley talked about, there were golden rules of things that you did and did not do. And I believe as I, I'm at the school, kids don't know the do's and the don'ts. The way you just don't come out with your house shoes on, the way you don't just come out with a, a do-rag on your head or a bonnet on your head. You take pride in the way you look. I don't care if you're going to the corner store. That's where we're missing what we had back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I say that for our race. We always went somewhere looking the part. I don't care where it was. And somehow we lost having that pride in ourselves and our look, the way we cared, what we talked, even when we didn't have any money, we didn't have no education, there was pride in how you presented yourself. That's the media. the media, the media has done that as well. You know, it's like, like right. they look at I'm the idols and they don't feel they have to, you know, do that. So let's, 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 Carol, let's, let's zoom in onto that, that conversation where you say, when well, we talk about they don't have that same pride in their selves. Um, so I, in my mind, I think now, so can we meet them where they are and just, if and that's how do. you come in. We do. I, I, you get what I'm, yeah. Like, if that's yeah. how you're coming, okay. Show I love up. you enough to say. Right, that's all. Even what the expectations sure. are. Yeah. I'm not just going to denigrate you. I just can't no. believe you wearing you it. You don't do that. Right. Not that. Yes. Right. I'm going to show, show to you here's the picture we don't go all back back to kindergarten before you could read do you ever see a doctor do you ever see a fireman do you ever see a, a city worker or a spire person that's wearing this what do you want to be in life but i was just about to say the people that like miss audrey said 
they're not seeing those folks though. They don't, they're not inspiring to be them. Cause right now, it, like I had a conversation with my nephew the other day, like, you know, he's excited about, you know, this rap and all of this and playing basketball. And I said, that's all they've zoomed in for black children. Right, in my right. eyes is sports and entertainment. So they're right. not seen to being lawyers. They're not seen to be doctors. They're not seen to be- They're not seen, or that the, the, the biggest and hype is on their block. It might be the drug dealer. You know what right. I mean? Right. The most inspired that a woman might, body. a little girl might be seeing is Nicki Minaj or Beyonce, right? And not to say anything's wrong with it, but I'm just saying that's what they're inspiring to be. So this is how they're showing up because they're not seeing what you're talking about being. They don't have that inspiration to be that. So how do we get that in front of our children so that they can see that strong black people in these type of positions? holding power and doing things that's right for the community because they also don't have trust for the some media of these may The media may hype for you, the entertainment and the athletic, but it's up to us, especially the educators. It is mm -hmm. up to us to hype everything else in the spectrum you can be. We're probably not gonna change what the media and the um, athletics have pegged us to be. But as African-Americans, it's important for me to tell you, these are the things that I have been in my life. And these are the things that have allowed me to be those things. Right. I have to speak to you in your ear. We know that the most, the person who has the most influence, we like to blame the media, but the person who has the most influence on, on a child yeah. is their mother. mother. Mm -hmm. The primary determiner of where, how high a children, the child will, will aspire in educationally is the education level of their mother. Mm. So we have to empower those mothers. That's why I was on Flourish. Yes, <laughs> and I think so I can work with the other mothers about this next generation because I didn't get it done. But it's time for me to get back. That's okay. why you're doing this podcast, correct? Yes, and but I think the horse has left the barn. I'm the barn. I'm sorry, and I think that we've had too many consecutive generations of mothers that did not rise to the occasion of having certain conversations with their children about appropriate things and behavior. So now I find myself having to, I'm uncomfortable with certain things that I see and I don't wanna speak out against it because I know this is the new way that they do things. And I'll give you an example, the Grammys the other night and they had um, the Stallion on there, uh, mm -hmm. Megan the Stallion. Oh and no, Cardi B and yeah, Megan Cardi B and Megan pumping each other. They on the big bed and doing, and then you know, it, and there was a time when you couldn't do that stuff was almost X-rated. It looked like on CBS. Uh, you couldn't do it on CBS. You couldn't do it. And nowadays, there's so many other things it that I find myself having to accept, like um. And I'm not uh, homophobic or anything, but on okay. almost every show that I watch, there is a gay relationship that has to be explicit in expressing their love for one another. And I feel uncomfortable with it, but I have to understand these are the, the consequences of having generations of families not uphold certain things that we yeah. viewed as appropriate. Valued. And I don't know how we can get back. I feel like the horse has left the barn and we have to create a space that um, has some of those elements in it, but really looks out for the safety and stands up for the uh, safety of everyone involved. Is all and I which, to me, what you're saying is- oh, Go ahead. I want to share one thing and, and 
all this is kind of tying in, uh, like whether Federation of Black Unions, whether the Urban League and Federation of Black Unions is standing now. Uh, Vice President James Clark realized that a home has, it's in the home. Things have broken down in the home. And then also we realized what we talked about early, it was the church. And he said, it's the church that was the cornerstone. The church is really where a lot of activities took place and what a lot of uh, where, what you believe and how the standard was. And that's why they decided that now we, we are bringing churches in, um, in the uh, Federation of Black Unions to the Urban League to make them back what they used to be resources for the community. They supposed to be a resource for community now. All the resources that are available through the Urban League will come through the churches, it, it, which ones they want to offer to their communities, what, which ones needed more. Different communities have a different need. And so that was a cornerstone. They, like you say, when that broke down and the school broke down, all the values that we learned broke down. We started, then there was no values to come back to the home things fail, but we do have to come back to what is there? What can bring that back out? Is that church? We all bring have up? to decide to stand in the gap. Right. Right. And then we all, Systemically, right. Systemically, it has broken down. So it's the individual now. We have to stand up. We have to stand up, but how do we not tune them out? Because when I spew the message of no, no sagging pants up in here, no bonnets, you know, I get the backup of the parents and I make sure they understand these are the rules and you mm -hmm. have to back me up on that. But I think you just have to think we have to have the rules and make sure we stay at the rules and commit to that and just share. We can explain why we do have those rules. It is okay for you to do what you want to do at your home. If you want to sag past this and that, but when we come into this institution and to this school and to this church and this place, these are the rules. We're not saying what you can't do. You can oh, do however you, you want. You can talk however you want. That, but when you come in here, these are this. Everywhere you go, there's going to be rules. When you go to the doctor's office, they're not going to allow you to just do whatever you want. Now with COVID, you can't do whatever you want. So you change the rules. You're just not walking in the store without a mask. You want to put that mask in so you can get you some food. So we know that we have to come forward. We can't battle everything. Right. But I think I'd grab in any institution. And we can't be okay with everything room. either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, there's also, you know, right. a, there's not enough people that value who they are. You know, there's some self-esteem issues. You mm -hmm. know, there's some, you know, like you said, it's systemic, but people feeling that I don't care what I do, I, I'm not going to get ahead, you know, because right. of right. so that there's certain things that they have to live. Well, like, for instance, my mother, my grandmother was a domestic. Mm -hmm. She was sent to, from a little small town to go to school. She met this man, fell in love, and unfortunately they divorced. But she took pride in what she did. She still valued right. herself, even as a domestic, to put values in her children, her daughters, to, to want to achieve. And, but you had that community, again, that helped. And we've kind of like you said, how do we bridge that? How do we go back and when we don't have the resources in the community? You know, because think, we had things after schools, you know, when you don't have the schools in the community, where can these children go? In the you know, I mean, that we need programs now, in I the community where they can walk to. 
you know the answer is there you guys have just highlighted all of the answers it goes back to mentoring and, and showing and being mm-hmm. exposed and um, the person so- you taking it personal accountability because yes. the system is broken right we know that we know that individuals have to have to step we in gotta stand up Right. But you know what I hate is when we do take a stand, we set policy. I hate when I run into one youth or even a little clique of youth that go, oh, I don't want to deal with her. She going to do this and she thinks she that and da, da, da. And she, they got a rule for this. So then they don't even want to participate. So then we focus on the ones that do. Yes. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. One thing, we got we're not going to save everybody. One thing I wanted to share, I live in Northwoods. And when I was young, my grandmother's lived here since the 70s. And this was always a strict community, meaning if you, you know, who 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 the street community at that time, if you did your car this way, you got a ticket. If you drove too fast, you got a ticket. They, they, don't matter what you did, they had somebody telling you as uh, quickly what the violations were. And when I was growing up, I said, well, then who wants to live here when, hey, you can't, you make a mistake to got this. It wasn't until I got older until I realized, oh, that's how you keep a community. You gotta tell people, oh no, you did this, this, that. So the kids may not understand. And it's okay that they don't understand, but we gotta stand firm because they will understand why the rules are in place. And, and their mindset is a different way at the time. Even if they get in trouble, they'll understand later. We must stand firm on why there is a rule because it's for your benefit, mm-hmm. it's for your protection. There are reasons why we have there for your future. When you get a job and you you post yourself all on Facebook looking with your head bonnet on and you sag it, then later on you look at something, they may go back to your Facebook page and check it out. You have to watch your character along the way in life, no matter what age you is. So we just gotta explain it and share it. They may not agree at 19, but they will agree. They, at they don't agree. And what and I'm saying okay. is, no, the job is to share it. Like Mr. Savannah said, share it. It ain't your job to dissect how they received it, how they took it, and all like that. Because why to do that? Just share the information. Share and when it's time for it, they can pick it off the shelf and use it when they need All we give it to was the seed. Just the seed. Right. And, and I'm right. And but the other one water. We, can't, we right. can't be still. We got to see the whole line and we didn't change the world. No. You all right, Christine? Yeah. No. But what I'm praying happens is yeah, that Megan the Stallion <laughs> and Cardi B's babies start mimicking what they see their mothers do and them look at it and go, oh, wait a minute now. But you I know am what? A role you, model. Because this girl was saying she's not a role model. And that's, she but doesn't. Wait, con- wait. She doesn't even allow her daughter to watch her stuff or listen to her music. But Boom. at some point, she's going to. And I, I agree. Want- and that's the conversation that Cardi B will have to have with her daughter. You get my I drink? hope that helps her right. change her behavior. I hope it does. When I, when you, when you know, she's almost changed by her own we child, need child, child to, to behave better. Huh? We need to boycott CBS. We need to boycott Grammys because you allowed all that to make money. And that's, that's what they're doing. Money. That was the most embarrassing thing I ever seen in my life. And but you I know what CBS would not do? CBS is not going, and what? CBS is not going to let a Caucasian group no. of females behave like that on right. TV. They're right. not so going to let me say you know what? They ahead. said that they want us, we wanted to be included. Why? Right, no, we wanted to be included. But look, let me tell you. And we no. allowed them to, to. This is, 
this is how they do though. This is what I feel like, this is the system that's set up to make us fail. We ask to be joined to these people's things, the stuff that we want to be involved. And then they put us involved. And then they put us involved at the worst instead of building our own and supporting our own. Here is your platform, you ladies. Here mm-hmm. is where you want, the hood right. talks is where you're going to shine. This is where we want to show positivity of black people. This is why we want to have these conversations about growth. So how do we support our own stuff? It's not asking to be involved because they're giving them the fuel. We drink their Kool-Aid too much. (laughs) The illusion of inclusion. They say get in where you fit in. These folks didn't become a persona. The persona they were became popular. Yes. You know, you came from being a stripper and a rapper and in that in that life. Right. This is not something somebody, these are decisions somebody outside made. You made it and you're like, I'm gonna be the baddest of it. So you went on. So we can't hold the system responsible. Those are personal choices. Right. And those personal choices paid off. They decided to put themselves up as a commodity and it has worked for them. But, but we still but hold the system right. accountable for what they allow to be viewed. And they don't do it for Caucasians, but they right. quickly let Black people produce harsh lyrics about their women and have their women on stage exposed. Because you know what's quietly being said? Look at them two up there mm-hmm. that's a shame they're saying that behind the scenes a lot of different races i mean some of us are saying that right you right i was what? like right we see the con- our conversation was about community and we done went to this topic though because <laughs> right because right. That, it affects the community it does it affect, affect the community it and, it, and it's also crazy. is bridging Wait, the look, gap you got all them zeros in your bank account and <laughs> our young people are saying <laughs> money talks and you know what walks that's what I'm yeah. saying. Honestly, so what y'all. I'm, what I'm saying is we have an appetite for something. Yeah. That thing didn't just, just spring up out of nowhere. We have an that's appetite. True. And that's an American right. appetite in particular. Right. Between right. sex and violence, that's we got right. some pathological issues. Yes. And it ain't a white yeah, thing and it ain't a black thing. That's yes. right. It impacts us. Need, before, right. just well, before it comes down to, to the dollar. You know, yeah. it, it does come money, down to the dollar. You know, if it makes money, you, then you're a success. Right. You know, and but, that's what I was going to say. You know, if you think about, go ahead. I have to feel that when I leave doing my job, you know, money, that I got to feel good about myself. If they're feeling good about themselves, you know, but yet they don't want their children to see this. To see them. So there's, there's something something needs to be said. You, you know, one thing is that how do we educate? That's fine for them to do that, but then we have to educate our kids, our people that we're in contact and share it. Did you look on Facebook when uh, she said it was okay for me to do that to make money, but I don't listen to my children. So keep a standard in my house and let yeah. them know what it's these things are. They may hear it not hear it, but right. But I mean, it goes back I think it goes back to what you guys say. It starts at home. Um, and it, it, then it branches off life. into community. So sometimes you can only right, control right. what's in your household. You know yes. what I mean? Right. Um, and right. then sometimes right. and then your kids don't be out there because they're with other people. They're right. around other people. Right. So it, it still has to be but exposed to somebody. Yeah. But it's still what goes on into your in your household. Um, mm. And 
I mean, I didn't see the Grammy, so that was my. I didn't see the Grammy either. I don't watch them. You should be grateful. But it it was a highlight. It was very big of a highlight, and it was some backlash. Embarrassing. I saw the news. Obviously, I saw the news, and I knew what happened because then they want to they put on repeat and on loop. That's the most incendiary. And that's what I mean when I say you didn't watch it. You had to watch. You gonna see it. it. And that's what. and that's when it goes back to women's Sunday. They're gonna draw you to it to go see it now. So yeah. they're gonna highlight it. They're gonna highlight well, you know it. What, TikTok what, videos, what all this stuff. It's content. We have to it's make sure what I learned along the way is uh you have to watch what goes in to your gates. Yes. What do you allow to come to your eye gates, your ear gates, what you allow to be heard, what you allow in your heart. So your household, I'm in my household. I don't let if a channel something on channel and men and women, I don't agree with with men and women doing whatever they're doing, that's gonna turn off. That means I can't watch certain things. So I I know our children gonna do what they're doing, but our household has to have a standard. And like you're saying, key and your business has to have a standard, these organizations have to have a standard, and they stay with whatever the rules, do the rules. Yeah. But and then yeah, people gonna make money, but that don't mean that's making me not to watch the grand no more. That's the end of that. Yeah. I, I can't participate you know, in that. that. So I'm sticking with soul train. They got some standards for black themselves. people, you know. Right. right. And that's all I'm and trying to say. Is, I, I well, who all in here has grown children? Who all in oh, here has grown children? Do they occasionally do stuff that you like? I can't believe I raised you. Correct. Correct. Let me not act like I'm outside of the 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 realm. My right. son regularly calls me like, "Mom, have you seen Agave? That's my daughter. Have you seen her her uh, Instagram?" I said, "You need to call her husband." Because that's who gets to tell, who gets to be the gauge on what is appropriate and not appropriate. If but, but the two I, of them yeah. who are both grown and married have decided that this is okay, I ain't got no saying. Neither do you. You better go go to God with that one. Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't make yeah, her a bad person because you already just tried. Oh, no. I, yeah. I, I still say something to my child, and so will my family members. If she has something up, they'll for they'll shame her into taking it down. Yeah. Well, you I know, occasionally like her, and uh, her and her girlfriends on the hookah pipe or whatever that is. My cousin had her take that down immediately. And we had to explain to her, you are in a certain position. You can't just do that. Right. You know, and that, and you got family members from Atlanta calling, <laughs> from New Orleans calling you upset about what you've just posted. So I don't I have a problem with them calling her. Is, don't I call would. me. I will. <laughs> okay. well, but no, ladies, let's get back on track though let's get back on track for time yeah. thank you guys for this conversation but no I'm and i mean to go this is i got you i'm leery of, of doing that to other people's children for some right. reason i'm like I, I'm, I'm apprehensive of going in and saying you know that is uncalled for that is you know what we did you know what i did <laughs> we took it from the macro to to, to the micro that's yeah, right. we, we, to, we really have to take personal accountability and look at ourselves and our immediate circle, our family, and then our next circle, our community, and see yes. the changes we can inject. Yeah. Because if we continue to look at this, we will all put our heads down and wait for the day we die. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we're not, everybody ain't going to be able to come and I ain't going to be able to be saved. <laughs> and that's just real talk. And that's, that's real. real talk. That's right. that again. Right. Right. 
it, and so then you won't it won't stress you because I've been there like oh my people Lord what am I no yes. like, I had to zoom in and my focus and my close yes. circle starting with them two babies yes. upstairs yeah over them two babies upstairs my yes. life won't be in vain yes yes so I like I, I think help so, somebody <laughs> and whoever you can bring along whoever you can bring along whoever I can bring on bring them on yeah bring them on but if they that can, they got to be left behind, but we've got to keep moving forward. I got yeah. you. Let me say this, and we're going we're gonna to kind of wrap it up real quick. Let me say this. I think these the, my generation and the generation after me is probably a dead fall. But what Miss Christina said is how do we start back over with the younger ones? Like, how do we take hold? And I think that's a lot of lacking resources with my like three-year-old. Like, I would love to have her in some programs and things right now where she right. can start, because this is a developing right. age, but we are, right. we're not focusing on them. We're right. trying to get the ones that have already been a little bit gone. So no, let's focus on the ones that we can start teaching again Correct. and start yes. setting the standard again Correct. and Correct. bring them in. And I think that's what we work. really have to focus on. Um, I think you're but, right. Y'all, this conversation is a, definitely a good conversation. This, this segment will continue because I think this is an important aspect of community. Um, but I do want to touch around too, like you guys and highlight how you are in the, the community and how you do it how do you do it why do you do it and how could community rally and support around the people in your age range to keep doing it yeah. and we're gonna close out on that note i do it because i want to close my eyes knowing that i have done all that i could do to be some good in the world i really that that old hymnal if i can help somebody Right. Yeah, it ain't a big thing. It's a little thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, your grandfather didn't talk, but he did some stuff. But yeah. you remember him doing some stuff, and that plants a seed. Like you not may not be able to garden, but you saw him do some things. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to cook, but you remember being in the kitchen with your grandma and she did some things. And so by trial and error, because you saw somebody do something. Yes. By trial and error. You may step on out there and do that too. So my my testimony is if I can help somebody, it ain't a big thing. It's a little bitty thing. Every day I make that choice. And I want to, you know, my thing is to improve. I have a daughter and a granddaughter that are out in the community trying to make a difference, trying to make a positive impact on the difference. Because the I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Christian on you. The Lord gave us this land. It needs to be cultivated. It needs to be beautified. It needs to stay. When you go out and you see nature at its best, you know, then you're like, I can't just throw stuff down on the street. I can't ignore the decay. I feel that we have to take pride in our space, you know, because if we take pride in our space, I want to believe that other people are going to take pride and they're going to I had people, I did a landscaping. I had folks say, oh, who did that? Well, I'm working on getting the MSD because they're giving money for that. There's money out there for other organizations to help beautify. So I'm trying to tap in on all those resources, you know, because I want to be able to sit on my porch and see the beauty and not see the trash. That's my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to share um, a lot of things I do. I'm sorry, did something happen? 
a lot of things I do simply because uh, I will go the same way Miss uh, Miss Audrey did. I have a strong belief, and the things I do is because I, I choose to walk like Jesus walked, and I choose to, to love everybody like He loved. I don't take criticism. You know, I know we look at people a certain way, but I do know everybody has a choice. It's just how I see that view or whatever, but it can be right or wrong and it's okay for me to have my choice and they have theirs and that's okay. Uh, but the, the thing is that I, I follow whatever the Lord tells me to do. If he tells me to go to this community, he didn't just send me to that community to just sit down and enjoy my house. He sent me there to do something. If he sends me to this church, he sent me to, to get involved. If he sent me to that job, he didn't just send me to that job to uh, oh, work and, and get some money and take care of my household. He sent me there to make a difference. He sent me there to show my love. He sent me there to, to, to share or, or to mentor. Wherever you walk, you're supposed to have, you're mandated to do something, to make a difference. So it doesn't matter where you're doing. I don't care if you're in the restaurant, at Dillard's, if, if you just meant to say, woman, oh, young lady, you look very pretty with that lipstick and you like it, say it, because we don't know the impact of your words, your compassion, your love, but it, it's just every day knowing that God sent you to make a difference, to show his light, to shine. And that's where I'll wrap that at. Yes. Sunday. And I, I, I just feel fulfilled from it. I get great joy from helping people. And it's almost like a, a feeling of selfless accomplishment. I do. I feel uh, like we are, uh, it's a spiritual connection. We are souls here, all trying to figure out our way through this process that we are now encapsulated in these bodies, trying to live this thing they call life. And to be committed to being helpful to one another. That is what's real. The only love is what's real when you get to the bottom of everything that goes on in, in our universe. And when you understand that you have great joy because you have selflessly helped somebody. You didn't think about yourself. You thought about something and someone else or something bigger than you. And I know for older adults or any adult, time commitment can be an issue. But what I've also seen is apathy is more of an issue in our community where they just lack the interest because no matter what you're doing, they feel like it's not gonna change anything. Uh, they have a lack of hope. And so what I can do to address that is to start trying to make visible changes to, to inspire hope, even if it's just a little program that inspires maybe one or two people that can have a ripple effect. And so that is what, fears me on to speak the way I do, to exchange the way I do, to network, because there's great networking in this community work, because I know you all fabulous young, young ladies here, and I just feel like that's kind of what we are here on this planet to right. do, to be at that soulful level of just love helping one another. And if we want to be Christian like which I do, because I want to go to heaven, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> you have to let your light shine. You know that the little song we used to sing, uh, I'm going to let it shine, you know, all of that. And we have to be consciously doing that, letting our love shine and help one another. But that's what we're put on the planet for. And how do we inspire others to take time out and not feel that apathy that dredges on us to still have hope and be inspired to do something. That's what I want to be about. Yes. Well, and one, said one it the thing. best. You know, oh, go ahead. Let me help. I can just help one somebody. 
Yeah, that's a list of songs. If I can help, you know, and that person can help, and that person can help, let it trickle on down. Yeah, the trickle on down. gave me chills. One thing just to say, the NLF. The leadership fellows, it was just so wonderful being part of that group to say, I'm not alone. Right. I think, and they work in it, you know, and if we can work it in each of our communities and get other folks to start working next week, because I'm working hard and <laughs> trying to do that. And I ain't gonna yeah. give up, you know, but sometimes it gets a little rough. Like you said, you gotta be on them knees, you know. That's right. give up the strength. And one more thing y'all do want to highlight too, um, before we end the segment, and I think this is important. What do you guys want to praise the younger generation for? Because I do think we are doing some, it's some of the younger folks that are doing some awesome things. So what is one thing that More you like? technology and will be willing to share and being able to take over the booties. When I don't know something, they say, oh, I'm going to it for you real quick. Oh, please take it. Because I have been doing it for about an hour and I still can't understand it. I love it when they don't, you have to find that kind of internet. Can you take that over for me? I love it when they willing to help me with technology. Exactly. I second that. They are technically savvy, but right. they're also just very publicly expressive. More expressive than I've ever been in my whole life. Because I don't know how to Instagram and I don't I don't want every picture I ever take out there. But they're so free with it. And it's their authentic selves a lot of times. And, and, and that's some mental health right there. That's a lot of health. them they know their worth, to know your worth. And these young folks. You know, especially these mentoring groups have learned their worth and, and they're going to expect the companies to be to respect their yes. knowledge, to, re yes. to respect their hard work. And they're not going to settle. They're not going to settle. They're just not settling for a job because I need a job. No, we. I got some talents and I, yeah. I love that. Use You're my right. talent. Use my talent. Right. And if the right. job doesn't want them, they create it and make money off of creativity. These young right. folks are very creative. And right. I, the media outlets has really helped. So I mean, I, I I feel encouraged. I feel encouraged. I guess because even my, my stepchildren, they out there, they're doing it. My mm -hmm. my my daughter is doing it. My granddaughters are doing it. You know, my friends, you know, so it's like. Right. Somehow in our world, there are folks out there doing stuff. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, and they just not getting the they not just getting the media attention. Um, what, the first thing when you said ask that question, first thing I thought was they are really good at being unapologetically pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. we came up because in the we, we drank the Kool Aid Orchard. and it was the Orchard. Orchard. our time. The civil rights, yeah. uh, you know, nonviolent peaceful well see what oh, yeah. they didn't tell us was that we were nonviolent to elicit their violence to get the attention that the movement needed they exactly. are unapologetically pissed they off are. and therefore that's a good that's a mental health thing to me if you can express you so that this is wrong and i ain't gonna take it no more you are going to be healthier than the person who says well i just cut my hair right, right. well if i just speak right, you know appropriately right. with um articulately right. i love that the generation is just pissed off and saying, this system is broken and we're not playing no more right yes because right. so there's so high broke parents 
and their yeah. grandparents. Yeah. And they yeah. said, yeah. I'm not going to be broke like that. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good that's that the right. seasons have changed, that they are allowed to be outspoken like that. We couldn't have done it because there were things that were going to happen. And we were, yeah. they're, not, they're not afraid to just step out. Step oh out. They are authentic. And I love that. The only thing we need to be is their support. And yeah, if they, because yeah. they don't step out, but we need to right. be there and say, hey, if you step out this way, no, this gonna happen. No, this yeah. might. But be a guy. If they gonna step out, be behind them. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. And the learning is strategic planning with them. Learning I wasn't afraid of COVID. I wanted to go to the protest this summer and be. The grandmas in in the in the uh, lawn chair. Yeah, you ain't gonna hurt these babies because these old women said. Yeah. And so the next time, and we really need to do that. We do yeah. just like the white folks cover for us. And when That's you're an ally, you use your body and put your body on the front line. Right. When yeah. you are my accomplice. In yeah. the movement towards racial equity, that's right. what that's what that means. It means you put yourself on the front line. Right. Us older folks are gonna have to start doing that. Right. We, are, oh, we might get beat down. We might get beat down, but we need right. to show to the young people. I can't walk with you because I got bad right. knees. But I'm not right. out here. But I'm about to bring I'm this one chair. I'm at, right. I'm there. But, but I show them a little differently. I may not be out there in the ninety degree weather with you, <laughs> but I will be in that office. With that congressperson, that other person that and helps dictate policy, right. and I will help right. us create a strategic plan on how we right. advocate and make what you want right. to have happen happen. But they need right. that piece as well—people to guide them right. on that strategy. And, and they they yeah. need to know that we have to get where I could fit in. Yes. We haven't retired yes. from the fight. The fight yes. looks different for we you than the fight for the same fight. But we yeah. still own. We still own the team. That's right. Yeah, I think that's what they need to know. And they you know, need to know. We've been I may not be there. Watching you grow, watch Savannah. You. Huh? you know, you, you, we watching you grow. You came to the NL, NFL and, oh, you know, this, this, and that. I don't know how I can do it. I'm having a baby. I don't have time. Now, you got this going on. You got a baby right here. You, yeah. this you didn't see how you can do it, but you, you do it. You do so it. We got When NPR, one of the proudest days I have had is when NPR pulled this child out of my neighborhood, because Duckett said this is my neighborhood, out of my out of my sphere of influence and folk, and put her on NPR. NPR is my thing, okay? I'm an <laughs> NPR. <laughs> Morning, noon, night, Saturdays, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm to get I'm gonna have to get into so NPR. So then I was like, look at the my baby. Look at her. Yes. Got something to say and got a platform to say it on. And yeah. then you propelled and made it into this, the hood. Yes. Girl, yes. go with yourself. Go with yourself. And I think I shared this with her. I want to be more like her because I grew up in an era where you just didn't do that. You didn't do that. And I'm just like, wow, I want to be more like that because I want to be free and be my authentic self. Yeah. I think I shared that with you. She was like, wow, Miss Sunday, I didn't know you feel like that about I me. did not know. And I think the next door for You us. are an inspiration to yes. me. Yes. Right. And it frees yeah. me. But yeah. I got your back. 
when everything goes down and whatever skill set I have, I got your back. And you shout out, right? Like, shout out to Miss Sunday because she is helping. Like she put me in the place where I can to build the the brand and the business, and got some people behind me oh, to help yeah. me in that in that sense. So when we talk about again networking and supporting each other, right. this is this is a circle, y'all. This is real. It's right. real. It's really happening. Like I, I, a lot of this stuff. Again, thanks. Shout outs in LF. The connecting and the networking and supporting yes. each other has definitely been my fuel to moving right. this forward. And I know, like I said, I've met so many great people in the moment that I'm like, I have to. We need to shed light on these people, and y'all are those people. And I appreciate every support that I've had an experience with you all. I appreciate you being on this platform. I appreciate these conversations because I swear to God, if anything, the hood talks will be highlighting our people for ever if even if it goes beyond me i will love that because we mm-hmm. need a space and we need a place where we, we can do it. Yeah. we can have these tough conversations and still come out on top and show that we are supporting each other we are a community and we are networking and we doing the work point That's blank right. period we got the people out here the people are out here and the people are speaking you know you're my about my granddaughter uh and i didn't even know that she was at slu and she did a podcast and one of the things she told it was called um, something about because I'm black, and they had and she really talked about the racial inequities or inequalities, I guess, at SLU and being hmm. one of the uh, oh, few African Americans there. And she t- they talked, they made it real, you know. And SLU let her have it. I mean, and I just said, wow, you know. And I'm like, I didn't even know you felt like that. She felt that she couldn't share with me, humble grandma, because she wanted, hey, I'm here going to school, getting an education, you know, and so I, she speaks out, she's come a long way in speaking out, you know, yeah, and sometimes, yeah. like I said, you want to, hey, come down a little bit, you know, but that's not her, just like, I'm trying, she's trying to tell her sister something, well, I was there when I was young, I said, but let her mama take care of that baby, so we just got to love her and support her. That's her mama's job. But I, I, and we are we're all human, right? Yeah. I probably can think back on some times where you know you was out there like look. Look, I did some stuff. Yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't no social media to catch me. Now that's the difference. That's right. That is the difference. That is the difference. That is the difference. I tell people that all the time. And again, time and the place, y'all. Closed doors is fine. Let's do it behind closed doors. Let's do it off camera so we can't get caught. Right, right. I bet we'll be okay. Well, nobody even know. It's okay to people not know what you got going on. It's between me and God. But they gotta learn. They gotta learn. You ain't got no heaven or hell to put me in, and God didn't already talk to me about it. So let's move on. Okay. You know, you know, thank you. Some of the stories that got stuff that's out there. You know, I'm thinking about Vanessa Williams and her stuff that's gonna ever be out there. But you know, the girl went on. Well, let me say this too, y'all. If we can limit our how much those people inspire our children. Yeah. and get back to the people in our community to inspire Correct. our 
Because in my, when I was growing up, the lady at the cleaners who talked to me, who always gave me candy when I right. stood on the bus stop, she was, she, she's in my mind. The lady, mm. the white lady that I used to go take her trash out, she used to call me, uh, I can't remember what she used to call me, Twinkle. I, she was blind, I used to go take her trash out, she have candy and money for me. Those people sit in my heart. The little girl in my uh, apartment building that couldn't say my name, she used to call me Nana, but she always wanted me to come out and play with her. Those people. So if we can get back to talking about people in the community and let them talk and people get out of our children's eyes like yes. it's yes. amazing what will happen to our generation right. the next generation yes i want to so be I one want of my those children people. around you all be one of those people so when a child grows up they go i remember when miss sunday made me put on that and as she said my yeah. shirt had too much yeah. hanging out and i, I want right. to be one of those right. people when I got this job, I told my head of school, you know, I remember at school that was always at the front desk. Now I do a lot of things, but one of the things is I <laughs> see these children when they come in and I see when they leave at night. Um, I want to be that woman at the front desk that she was always like tough, but she loved you. But she right. looked. So if your mama called and said you was doing such and such, she was going to pull you to the side and be like, now you know. Right, that's right. Go back. Lisa, Lisa love you, but you yes. ain't being lovable right now. Right. Your mama that's got right. these other kids to handle right now, and I'm gonna need you to step up. I'm gonna need you to act right. Every school has to have one of them. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Every community. That's right. Yeah. Not the teacher who's giving them who's giving them lessons and either they're failing or they're succeeding, but just the person who receives them. Yes. And then puts yes. them safely yes. back out into the world. Yes, yeah, I every agree. school got to have one of them. So I'm happy to I, I be that person. Know. In my second act, I'm happy to be that person. Right. Yeah, I want to be that person. Is, I want them to come to say, Audrey didn't give up. She made sure that the development started. She cared about her community and she worked hard. Yeah. I want folks to remember that. <laughs> but I want to cultivate that process that Shavana had as a young child in all of our youth and appreciating those people that have your ear in person. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said, right. trying to get them not to think so much about what the media has out there, what the rap right. stars are doing yeah. or the, I, that's what I want to cultivate in our youth, yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't remember them people's names for nothing, but I remember them. Right. Of course you do. You heard me, I remember mm -hmm. them. So that was inspiring them then. That's like when I was the first. Inspiring now. Right, yes, the only black that. child in Kirkwood, that one white lady who said, called my mama and said, can I take your child for ice cream? Because she knew I needed extra touch because I was the outsider. Yes. Somebody, Somebody, I don't know her name either, but let me tell you, she made a difference. She made I survived difference. that year because of her. Yes, we don't know those fact. small things to really impact these yeah. children's lives. It's like you matter. Mm -hmm. You matter. Yeah. Yes, ladies. Yes, this conversation could go on and on and on, but we're gonna get out of here for the time sake because it's a Saturday, it's sunny outside, and I know y'all ladies got some work to put in. Of course, we do. I have um, but um Saturday stuff. Yeah, I got another show later on today. So yes, yes, yes. And shout out to the on the show that, right now. That, <laughs> but yes, this so great. I gotta go to the hospital, take care of a little old lady. You know, yeah, we got some work uh -oh. to put in. <laughs> but again y'all 
Thank you guys for tuning in to the Hood Talks podcast. This was another great episode to add to the list. Uh, we are finishing March out with all things doulas. OMG, that birth, all things doulas. We will have a segment of do, different types of doulas that's talking about what doulas do and all that okay. good stuff. And then April is shooting in with three shows. June, uh, May is coming in and June... We are getting booked to August and we will end the season, first season in August, but we will relaunch. Um, but yes, the hood is talking. We is definitely talking. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you ladies. And we are out. Come to, Thank I, you. Come to the I wouldn't miss this.